Hi and welcome to series two of the Laura Loves Yoga podcast. I'm Laura and I'm passionate about sharing all things related to holistic health and well-being. In this series, you can expect to hear inspiring stories from guests and learn more about me, your host, whose background ranges from media relations to alumni relations, from marketing to event management, from yoga teacher to soul master coaching, and I'm a wellness and spirituality geek. Thanks for joining me. Let's dive in. So today I'm so excited to introduce my guest, Stacey Cordova-Diaz. Stacey is a wonderfully kind-hearted, warm soul. And given that we're talking about self-care today, you might actually think that Stacey comes from a health and well-being background, but that's not the case. Uh, in fact, there's so much to Stacey, including her story of her family being caught up in a part of American history that you just don't hear about, the eugenics movement in California, uh, the forced sterilization, which was still taking place up until the 1960s, I think. Am I right? Yeah. 1970s 1970. and in prisons in 2011. Just incredible. Well, we're go- it's mind-blowing stuff, and we're going to get onto that shortly. But let's just say a big welcome to Stacey. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Laura. This is such an honor. I just love listening to your podcast and, and getting to know you. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So um, by the time this episode's released, we're approaching the end of a challenge that you have been running all month called Self-Care September. And I'd love to talk about this to start with. Can you tell us what's been happening? Absolutely. So uh, September was coming up. Um, As everyone knows, you know, we're in a global pandemic and it's been rough. And I just wanted to start something that honors self-care and really uh, feeding our feeding ourselves um, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and focusing on that for this one month of, you know, 30 days. Mm -hmm. And it has been such a blessing. I mean, not only, I I feel like I'm getting so much out of this because I'm just, we've been surrounded by such beautiful people who are really getting inspired and doing the work and sharing um, the activities that they're doing to, you know, honor their spirits. And it's just been a really cool, positive place. So I'm so happy. We're 25 days in. It's sped by so fast. And we just focus on um, seven areas of self-care that um, I think um, are really important to nurture our spirits. Awesome. It's all on Facebook, isn't it? Uh, What are the seven areas of self-care then? So we have, I know. um, (laughs) So it's been on Facebook. It's also been on Instagram. Of Um, course, yeah. And, you know, but it's a little harder to have that engagement, you know, on Instagram. Um, but people have been really cool and posting on their stories and posting stuff. So for me, um, you know, again, there's no rules to self-care sure. at all. Um, but in researching and looking things up and, you know, going on the internet, uh, I find that there are seven areas. And these are the areas that I would like to focus on. So you've got your emotional self-care. Mm-hmm. You've got your mental self-care. You've got your practical self-care, which is, you know, decluttering the closet. You've got your physical self-care. You've got your professional self-care. You've got your social self-care and you've got your spiritual self-care. In all those areas, they're all tasks that enrich um, the different areas of our lives. And I find that these seven areas really encompass almost all of our, you know, 
our beings and Mm -hmm. that you can focus on different areas. Like, you know, professional self-care is not what you normally see out there, but for me, it's what led me to this place. So yes, that was a huge one for me. (laughs) So yeah. What was your motivation for starting it? That's a good question. Ooh. Okay. Well, um, I feel like I shared this story, but I, it's, it's been a real heck of a year as it has been for many. So 2020, um, has just been a really a growth year for me. Uh, Mm. I have, I was in an administrative position in the public school system. I was an administrator for a special education program for students with orthopedic impairments and physical and health impairments. Mm-hmm. So these are kiddos with some really severe health issues and you know their families are very scared. There's a lot of fear about, you know, our students' abilities and and what's going to happen to them and that fear comes out too in the classroom where families are really scared like what's going to happen with their child? Is their child going to progress? And so with that and being an administrator in that type of program, you deal with a lot of upset. Yeah. And, you know, I was a teacher for many, many years. And so I, I was always the one who was finding answers out, helping. And when you become the administrator, you suddenly become where all the complaints go to. And that just really didn't jive with my soul. And I did it for three years because I'm like, I'm going to do this. I love what I do. Um, I feel like I was successful at what I did. But the complaints really started to, um, to get to me. And um, so then I'm starting to burn out and I'm seeing all the signs of it. And then my father in February has a massive, massive heart attack. I mean, it was pretty, it was a miracle because the doctors have said that less than 1% of people survive what he survived. I mean, it, my mom even said she witnessed the life go out of him when they were dancing. They were at a dance, a Valentine's dance and they were dancing. My dad got out of breath. He went to go get some, a drink and my mom, um, he was taking a while. My mom went to go see him and he, she said, she said, Hey Dave, can I help you? He looked at her, he smiled and she said she witnessed the life leave him. And he fell. There happened to be some guardian angels at that dance and they immediately sprung up and started doing CPR. Mm -hmm. And really with those life-saving measures, they brought him in and the firemen doing all their things um, brought him back. And so we had a huge journey of 38 days in the hospital, um, 28 in ICU. Um, We were ready to give him up. You know, we were praying for his peaceful transfer. You know, we were, it, yeah. I mean, it's, I get emotional thinking about it because it was such a, an emotional time. So to make a long story short, my dad's doing amazing. Um, they actually released him on hospice. And I think they thought he was going to die peacefully. <laughs> or yeah. I, I don't know what they thought, but um, he, he just had a miraculous recovery while at home. It, 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 it's, and then COVID is happening. We were all on shutdown. So all this yeah. is happening at the exact same time. I'm dealing with so many pressures at work. I'm dealing with my own needs. I'm dealing with my daughter who's 28. I'm dealing with her, you know, how can I support her emotionally and my granddaughter? Yeah. And so, yeah, so um, this really came out of that. So this, <laughs> I started this in May okay. and it was, you know, slow growing. Yeah. And then I'm like, then, you know, as September came, I'm like, I need to focus on this. So it's incredible. What a story you have been through it. Oh yeah. And and then in the meantime, I left that old job and I found another job. And, um, and so, yeah, I wanted to make sure I set myself up for success in this new Mm -hmm. job. And I started this new job right before I did the challenge. So, you know, a lot of things have come into play. 
amazing stuff. And you've also got even more things going on. Let's let's just talk about another thing you're working on, and that's writing a book, Stacey. Yeah, I know people must think I'm probably I'm, <laughs> I've got a lot going on, but I have a story to tell, and um, you do, and it. it it has been on my heart to start writing this back in May. So the same time I started, or April, May. So the same time I was starting self-care commune, I started it because I was dealing with some really heavy stuff within my family, mm -hmm. my family's history. And um, it, it's all about the eugenics movement, which happened yes. in the United States, um, you know, started, the idea started in um, the UK and, um, but, you know, definitely uh, the United States, took it and ran with it. This was about in the 1900s. It started and it was just a, um, a social, a social Darwinism experiment about, um, breeding better people. It's incredible, <laughs> and isn't it? it? It's so incredible because when I talk about it to people, they're like, what you mean? Are you talking about what, what Hitler did? And I'm like, oh, exactly. no, 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 this actually did not start with Hitler. This started in the United States and he actually praised, uh, the, um, the American scientists who were doing this and said that wow. he modeled his program after us. And that is what I'm Ugh. here to do is to educate because I'm a teacher. Yeah. And I'm a history buff. And it, this is my family. And it's a part of my healing experience because mm -hmm. the book is, um, the book is pretty interesting because it's the story of the history. It's the story of my aunt, my aunt Mary, who had this done to her when she was 13 years old. Um, and then my story of being a teen mom at 15. Mm -hmm. And if I was born when my aunt, if I was born in the 1920s, 1930s, I would have had this procedure done to me yeah. because I would have been labeled socially deviant because of, you know, being sexually active and having a baby at 15. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, that's where my journey's been. And it's been intense. And I, I really need to counteract sometimes that you heavy- do heavy research and dealing with some emotions within me and my families that I also need more self-care on top of it. Oh, absolutely. That is some heavy, heavy stuff that you're dealing with. Um, how far on are you in terms of writing the book? Are you doing a lot of research at the moment on the so history of it? Oh yes. Um, I'm, I've been doing research on it since I, I really started to get heavy into the book in June of like, I need to write this. I need to write this. Mm -hmm. So for those of you, um, not in the United States, um, we had some really oppressive stuff happen um, just with race, racial tensions yeah. and, and actually systemic racism, um, mm -hmm. with, um, the murder of a man named George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And with that murder, um, by, police officers. Um, I knew that I had to do something because this book yeah. has been on my mind to do, but I knew that I had to do something and, um, and do my part because I'm Mexican American. I mean, mm -hmm. Cordova Diaz, my last names. Um, and this, you know, not only is there systemic racism for African Americans, which, you know, but there's also for other marginalized races, which yes. is Americans, et cetera. So I just felt like I had to do my part and share um, our story instead of continuing to stay quiet about it. Because mm -hmm. um, people need to know about this history. They do. Because like you say, when you mentioned it, and I've heard you speak about this before, I think we're all just completely gobsmacked. What? Really? It just blows my mind. I can't believe that this was happening in recent history. 
very recent history because I thought very it was the 1960s history. but you actually corrected me and said no it's even more recent than that it's really quite sad. In fact, I've been working with legislatures in the state of California um, and um, advocacy groups because um, it was even happening in the prison system. Um, I've been working with some women who had it done to them and they had no clue. They thought they had just went in for procedures to help correct maybe fibroids or correct mm -hmm. something. And really they had what's called a sulfagectomy, which is a removal of the, or um, cauterization of the fallopian tubes. And they had no clue. And some of them even had hysterectomies. That is unbelievable. And isn't it? they didn't they and they didn't even find out about it from the doctors. They found out about it from their lawyers. Oh. It's really intense work. Um, there's times where I just sit down and I sob about it and mm -hmm. and then you know I'm like, this is important. I have to share this story and yeah. do my part. Uh, yeah, no, I love that. I'm s i am think it's amazing that you're you're stepping up to the, the task and wish you all the best with that. I think it's gonna be amazing. So going back to the whole self-care thing, what are your go-tos? Because you obviously need a lot of looking after yourself, going through all that heavy material and everything else you've got going on. So is there practices that, that you know, have become yours? Yes. Uh, my big practice and what I've been really consistent at is um, uh, meditation every morning. So I practice something called transcendental meditation. Um, and I do that in the morning for 20 minutes. And then I do morning pages and journal writing um, right yeah. after. So it's kind of like a double dose of meditation. So it's the meditation and then it's the meditation with, you know, you know, a pencil to paper yeah, where I'm just getting, getting all those brain dump of things. Mm -hmm. And then um, honestly, yoga. <laughs> I mean, really, Yay. yoga has been, I, yoga has been just my amazing go-to um, because I, I need to, my body has become so tense, you know, I feel yeah. it in my lower back. I feel it in my shoulders and mm -hmm. I just need to like, I mean, there's times where I just get down and I do, you know, downward dog because well, I'm tired. Yeah, definitely. And on that, it's probably a good time to mention as well. Cause I used to think, you know, when people spoke about having your home yoga practice and what's that involved, do you have to bang out numerous rounds of sun salutations and you know people put pressure on themselves it's not about that it's very much connecting with your body and what you need that day isn't it so really intuitively moving stretching and just whatever feels good it so is it's so necessary and it's really helped me in all of this so i you know i i've been really fortunate i have great yoga teachers who i you know i've been able to go to and they can help good. me kind of pinpoint what i need to do so I'm grateful for that practice. Yeah, it's not just a woo-woo. It's like, it's necessary for your body. <laughs> yes, thank you for saying that. It's all very well me, the yoga teacher saying it, but <laughs> to hear other people say that too, is always helpful. And have you come across any sort of new ideas during your self-care September? Because obviously you're filling each day with a suggestion for people to take away and try, haven't you? So what have been some of the um maybe quirky or fun ones or anything new that you've come across that you've been sharing well i'm actually going to be sharing this tomorrow um okay. this one has come to me in a lot of different directions so first of all i'm not a dancer um in fact in order for me to get on the dance floor um i usually had to have a couple cocktails because you know you always <laughs> have that fear everyone's laughing at you and yeah. i can't dance and um so uh dancing has actually been something that has been prescribed to me 
which is like, you need to dance more. And that once you dance, you're going to write more. And I know that sounds so weird. When I first heard it, I was like, who is this person? This is, I don't know what they're talking about. And then I had someone else tell me. And then when I had the third person tell me, I'm like, okay. I'm going to start dancing. Why? Who ever equated dancing with writing? But for me, um, I just put my headphones on Mm -hmm. and I go out and I just start dancing in my backyard and watering and just moving. And I have found that it has really helped relieve some of that just stress that has um, kind of accumulated. Yeah, I love that. It's actually been really fun. And I, it's, I'm, again, I didn't dance as a small child. I couldn't do Zumba. I can't, my left and my right don't, I don't feel like they know what they're doing. And um, so I've been really getting into dancing lately. Amazing. So you just yeah, get your, your favorite tunes on and just bang out some moves. Awesome. That's and so you know, in the challenge, one of some of the favorite things that have come up when I've um, when looking at the activity, um, definitely finding songs that really inspire you and lift mm-hmm. you up, and that playlist um, yeah. that has been a really strong one. I, I, a lot of activity on that, and then that goes hand in hand. I just make a really good dance playlist and and move. So it's been really fun. Yeah, and what sort of feedback have you been getting from people then? It's been so, I, I feel like I'm getting so much more out of this than everyone else because, <laughs> and I get emotional too thinking about it because people have been so kind and yeah. like, everyone's like, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Like I needed this. I needed this reminder, even though it's such a basic thing. I just needed this reminder that I could take that time for myself. Yeah. Um, and that's really been the feedback I've been getting from consistently from everybody was like, I, I, I need this. Yeah. Especially at this time. Oh, goodness. You know it. And my heart really goes out to the people with small children because I'm really lucky. I have a a 28-year-old daughter and I I don't have small children living in my house. So I so want to find more strategies to help parents instead Mm -hmm. of just hiding in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's tough going. It's tough going for sure. Um, But yeah, I'm in your group as well. And it's just been so nice. And the Everything varies. I loved one day. It was really simple. Go out and buy yourself some flowers. But yeah, why not? You that's know, one that's of my really, favorites. Yeah, I just thought that was really sweet. Well, I and I just think so often, like, and I, before this, I would go by the flower aisle and I'd be like, oh, those are so beautiful. Like they had, you know, um, dahlias or, you know, raniculas or, and I would be like, oh, they're so, so beautiful, but I'm not going to buy those. You know, oh, they're yeah. just going to die in a couple of days. Like, why would I do that? And then th- during all this, you know, I could only go to the grocery store. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm buying those flowers. I don't care. And that's like, so every week I was just buying flowers and making arrangements and putting mm-hmm. them all throughout the house. And it just really lifted my mood. So I love that that one resonated with you because it really yeah. resonates with me. It's oh, the simple yeah. things. Simple things. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been saying through this process is, you know, you don't have to have these radical acts of self-care. It doesn't have to be a spa day. It doesn't have to be a facial, a massage, you know, a pedicure, a manicure, or, you know, something huge. Yeah. You also have these things of random acts of self-care for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's those little random things like buying flowers for yourself, buying yeah. a journal that makes you want to write, you know, mm-hmm. buying cute socks that you're going to wear when you work out. I mean, it's just those little random things that also add up to help feed your spirit and nourish That's you. Right. And there's been some nice creative ones as well, hasn't there, that's been coming in and just to 
release something within you, you know, because we've all got a creative side that's perhaps long forgotten in some cases. I think we label that, oh, I'm not good at art or I was never good at that at school, so I just don't do it. And it's simply not the case, is it? Everyone's got something that they can express when they get hold of a pen and a bit of paper or Absolutely. pencils or whatever. And I love that you bring that up because one of the things that I've tried to do is um, in the activities is put ones that um, kind of fulfill two areas. Mm -hmm. And the art one that you just brought up fulfills, from my perspective, three areas. It fills in the emotional, it fills in the mental, and it fills in the spiritual. Because I think art is spiritual. I think creativity is something that we're connected to others. We're connected to a higher being, something Mm -hmm. higher than ourselves Mm -hmm. when we're creating. And yeah. I think that the people, we've had some artists come on and share. And um, I, I, just, I, I just love this group of people. Seriously, <laughs> everyone has such unique talents. And so to have them come on and just share their, how to do it and that it doesn't have to be difficult. You could mm-hmm. use the things in your house like crayons. That's and, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it doesn't all require spending money either, does it? No, no. you can take paper bags that you have in your house and use those and you can take, you know, your printer paper and do that and your kids crayons or markers and, you know, Crayola markers are really awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, If we're fast coming to the end of September, I have to ask, what are your plans for when this ends and what you're going to do with your group? Thank you. Actually, I have another one in mind. Um, so, you know, we're up here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're in the fall season. Mm-hmm. And so my next group or my next challenge or my next, I, I don't want to use the word challenge necessarily, but my next focus is yeah. going to be like really falling in love with ourselves. And Amazing. so it's basically fall in love with yourself season. Mm-hmm. And I want to take advantage of this for this fall season of September, October, November, up until December yeah. of really focusing on the self-love part of it. Because I, before this, and when I was going through my burnout, I was going to get massages. I was going to get, you know, facials. I was getting all those things, mm-hmm. but I could honestly tell you that I don't, I didn't have the self-love part of it. I, yeah. I didn't have, um, you know, I was still beating myself up a lot. I still yeah. thought I wasn't worthy. And I think that's part of why this job, the job burned me out is I didn't think I was worthy to have the job I had, mm-hmm. um, which I know I was completely worthy. Um, but, you know, and for those of you who, who are fans of RuPaul, I'm not sure anybody knows RuPaul. He's a famous oh, yeah. drag queen. Love him <laughs> or her. Um, RuPaul is, uh, has this quote, um, how the hell are you going to love somebody else if you can't love yourself, you know? Yeah. You can't love yourself. How the hell are you going to love somebody else? And, you know, I've heard that and I love it and I say it. Well, I honestly think it was this year is when I truly realized I needed, I, I needed mm-hmm. to love myself. I needed to nourish myself. And that's, I'm really focusing on that. I, that negative self-talk that was constantly infiltrating my mind of mm-hmm. you're so stupid or you're this has now so switched. And now Switch. it's like, whenever that thought comes up, like you're so dumb or I, I switch it and I'm like, no, you're not Stace. No, you know, you're so human. You're so this, like, I, I just, I've been shifting those at frame of mind. Mm-hmm. So self-love is going to be my next focus. Brilliant. Um, self, you know, just more of that, just self, um, appreciation, you mm-hmm. know, for my body that is doing such amazing things. And I'm not going to beat myself up over not being at the perfect weight or, you know, I have this, mm-hmm. I'm really going to work on self-love. And I have to say a lot of this, you know, not, not because I'm an expert at this, 
it's because I need this. Mm -hmm. And I know if I need this and if I know that my friends have struggled with this, I know others need this. So yeah. I just want to be a place of positivity. Sure. That's so good. I, my focus this week for my yoga and my course was self-love. And um, yeah, so so timely. So I'm totally with you there. And you're talking about some of those pampering things you get done or even getting your nails done or your hair it's all quite superficial isn't it it's, it's looking externally for things that you can do to make you feel better but it's only temporary the real then, work the yeah the real work's deep isn't it oh big time and, and I think about you know I was getting massage I was getting massages because I was in pain mm -hmm. you know because I needed some relief from the stress and yeah. so I feel like with working on this self-love part, I'm hoping to kind of internally start to release those, you know, um, those binds that are, are making the back hurt or making the shoulders hurt. So exactly. it's the internal work. I love that you say that. It's not just the external of looking good. It's the internal of, I feel yeah, good. Got to start from that core, hasn't it, inside you. And then it affects every layer of your being. Amen. Yeah. Seriously, I'm. Thank you for doing this. I. It's. We need this. I think we as women need this because we mm -hmm. beat ourselves with way too much. We do. We try to be everything for everyone, and neglect ourselves. I've oh, done yes. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and self care doesn't mean you're neglecting your children. Self care doesn't mean you're neglecting your spouse or your partner. Mm -hmm. It's like it's it's just you're giving you that little bit of t time to nurture what you need to nurture so that you can be better to serve others. That's where I come from. Cause I'm a teacher. Yeah. I mean, I love being a teacher and I, when I say my prayer at night or when I, you know, do this, it's like, I'm doing this because I want to be able to serve more. Mm -hmm. Cause in the old job, I literally, it, it got to a point where I feel like I was depressed because I didn't want, I just wanted to sleep all the time and mm -hmm. go into my room and not come out because it was so heavy. Yeah. So are you actively working as a teacher again now then? Is that I am. I am. So I left the administrative job um, and I actually decided, made the decision to go back to the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so I currently teach students who are blind and visually impaired. So that, and that has always been my favorite job. Um, I love special education. I don't know how mm -hmm. it works um, in Scotland, but um, uh, in the United States, you know, we have these 13 areas of qualifying for special education and I have made it my life's mission. I've been in this for 20 years as a teacher and 25 years total where I was an, an aide. So my whole adult life has been teaching and, mm -hmm. um, and, and pretty much in special education. So I've focused on kids with learning disabilities, kids with autism, kids with orthopedic and physical impairments, kids with traumatic brain injury, um, and then finally kids with blind and visually impaired. Mm -hmm. And my favorite, I mean, I, I have no favorites, but I really love the, the visual impairment and, 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 and blind world because I, I love Braille. I teach the students how to read Braille. Um, and I love the creativity because you have mm -hmm. to really think outside the box to teach yeah. somebody, especially distance learning, who's completely blind. Yeah. yeah. How's that going then? Your pupils are all back to school in the States then. Am I yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm so lucky. I have this kiddo right now and he's amazing. He is so smart and he's um, in all honors classes. He's in chemistry. <laughs> he's in, I mean, he's taking some hardcore classes and I'm like, 
how do I even <laughs> help you? Um, but we're doing it and he's an amazing kiddo and he's making me stretch all my creativity muscles in my brain. So we're making it work. Amazing. I yeah. don't know how you fit it all in. I really don't. You've got well, it all going on. I am really lucky. I, you know, again, I don't have any small children in the home and I've just been, um, I've been taking breaks when I need to take breaks because that, that's been honoring my need to take breaks has been something, you know, I, I want to be good. I want to be able to serve everyone. And I, and I know being exhausted, is not going to help. So no. I make sure to schedule my time. And, and I have to say being in quarantine, I mean, has kind of allowed me to because we're home. Yeah. So I know. We, I think it's really healthy to look at this whole experience in a different way, you know, just switch off the news. Don't get caught up in what the media are saying and try and take it as an opportunity to look within and this is our time to really grow as humans that's how I look at it I know it's tough I know it's hard and there's people everywhere struggling and we're really feeling it again at the moment so we've kind of taken a bit of a step back again in the UK um, with more restrictions again just as we were getting a little bit more freedom so I can see it around me, you know, there's a lot of heaviness in the air, lots of uh, tough, heavy energy, but it's a choice as well. I know it's tough, it's hard for people, but you know, we can, we do have a choice. And I just hope that more people could just choose to work on themselves and look at ways to care for themselves first, and then they can help the rest of their family, hopefully. So true. I love, you know, I've been very purposeful. Um, I used to watch TV a lot, you know, it was kind of my way to decompress and kind of go yeah. brainless. Um, and I really limited my TV intake and mm -hmm. I absolutely cannot watch politics. Um, my husband, on the other hand, is it, that has been hard because I have to literally put my headphones on and come yeah. into my room. But, um, you know, and I think it's important to stay away, awake and be aware, but oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I just, it, for me right now, my heart can't take any more of this. You've got it all going on actually in the States as well with the presidential campaign things. We won't get into that obviously, but that's, that's more media noise, isn't it? In the background, oh, yeah. never, never mind the whole pandemic pandemic stuff. You've got that too. So. Oh yeah. We got a lot going on here. Um, <laughs> so we accept all prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Please light the candles, whatever you can do anywhere around the world. Please help us. <laughs> oh, sending so much love to you and um, all Americans and hope you get through all this. Like us all, there's um, lots of shining lights around the world. There's lots of people and you so much good. You're one of them, Stacey. Um, so I'm going to thank you so much for being an amazing guest and for sharing. This is great. So let me just ask where people can find you. Uh, it's the self-care commune, isn't it? The name of your group. It is. It's so I'm on Instagram at self-care commune. My website is about to go live and I'm going to, I'm so excited for it. Um, my website is www.selfcarecommune.com. 
com. And um, I like, I have a calendar section that I kind of talk, it's kind of my answer to the farmer's almanac, which it's like, you know, when are the moons? What self-care tip can you practice today? What, um, you know, what could you do to nourish your spirit? And so yeah. that is probably my favorite part of the website. Mm -hmm. um, my goal is to be offering courses soon. So I'm getting ready, getting set up about that. So um, I'll keep you all posted, yeah. but please check me out. Um, Facebook as well. I have my page, but I also have my private group. So if you'd love to join the private group, um, we'd love to have you. The only rule is stay positive and, um, you know, let's uplift each other. Amazing. And I just want to mention as well, you know, I've had several friends from across the pond beyond my podcast. And I hope I've got listeners actually dotted around all over the world. I was looking at my stats recently and they really are everywhere, which is so nice. I, it just lights my it lights me up so much to see that. And just because it originates, like your group originates in the States, doesn't mean that we can't all get involved. And I have been getting involved. There's people from all over the place. And it just makes the world feel a bit smaller. We're all coming together, like-minded people. So I don't want anyone to be put off by the fact that um, lots of things that I'm sharing on my podcast are not necessarily from Scotland or from the UK. And that's not who I am. I'm a, I've got my a big open heart and I just love all this kind of stuff and want to shine a light on people all over the place that are doing wonderful things. So it's true. We need this. We need to get out of our holes and look at yeah. others. And I love that you're doing this, Laura. Thank you so much. You inspire me as well. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much, Stacey. You've been amazing. Thank you. So that's all folks for this week's show. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow Laura Loves Yoga on Facebook and Instagram. And if you'd like access to my online yoga classes and more, please join the private Facebook group, the Laura Loves Yoga community.